Handy filmmakers, I'm Nick Bodmer. I'm Griffin Hammond, and today I have a magic box full of light. <laughs> Ooh. Very nice. This is the this is the Aperture B7C. These are smart bulbs by Aperture called the B7C. They sent me this eight light kit that comes in this cool little Pelican style case. Um, and I want to talk about them today because I just started playing around with them. Okay. These are what? These are just like regular, what's the what's that mount called that a regular household light bulb uses? Like, like a type A? Uh, yeah, I feel like it's like A19 or something. I can't remember what it is. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds right. That sounds right. But that's what they are, right? Yeah. They're just regular. Let, let me pull one out and I'll show you what these what these are. They're, uh, it's just a light bulb. But what's crazy right now that you can't see, Nick, is I'm holding this light bulb not plugged into anything. <laughs> and it's it's lighting up at full power. Because uh, it has oh. a battery inside. Oh, that's kind of cool. So they 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 go in regular fixtures, but will operate totally independently. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think these are really designed to take on to set and replace uh -huh. all the practical lights uh, on set. You know, the light lamps and things like that, or, or ceiling lights, uh, and just pop these in instead of real light bulbs, and solves a lot of filmmaking problems for you. Control the color. They don't flicker. They don't actually need power, so you could just have an unplugged lamp, uh, and you could control all this stuff from your phone through Bluetooth. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, w if there is power to the lamp, will that charge them? Yes, they charge through through AC. So, actually, this little box that it comes with is pretty cool. Um, it's just a case, and it has a a little AC plug, little IEC computer style adapter on the side, and you can just plug in the whole box and they charge inside the box oh that's cool so do they actually screw into the box then yeah except i i like this box a lot um because it's it's funny i'm like uh, really nerding about how about how great the box is <laughs> this is my favorite part um i like that it it doesn't actually screw in these are kind of like pop in like tension uh oh okay so easy to put them in and out but then they also screw into a real fixture. Right. Well, and I, I even like this box uh, for, for not even for the aperture bulbs. Like I can take one of my Philips Hue bulbs here and I can just pop it in. It's just a nice little box to like test bulbs out. Oh, except I'm not, oh, I'm not actually cool. plugged in. So the, uh, the Hue just proved my point that uh, there's no power to this thing. These are all getting power on their own right now. <laughs> uh, let me plug it back in. So what will you use this for, do you think? Because you're not really doing on-set type stuff. Yeah, and they, they definitely have their, their limitations uh, for the kinds of things I want to do. Because the first time anyone mentioned them to me was we were talking about my basement where I'm doing a renovation, I'm putting in all Hue, Philips Hue bulbs uh, as smart lighting. And really, I was trying to solve yep. a problem of I need bright bulbs for filmmaking and I need to, uh, to be able to control the color and Hue lets me control the color um, but Hue has, has their own problems that we've encountered like they have flicker issues we've discovered they, they must flicker at like one one thousandth of a second which means that I've often been shooting at a one one hundredth of a second shutter which seems to, to solve it yep um, so when we were talking about what bulbs I should put in, we got some suggestions about these because these have been out for the last, I don't know, year or six months or so. And several people said you should get the Aperture B7C bulbs. Uh, 
because um, they're essentially smart bulbs, but made for filmmakers. But they they really would not work in a household smart lighting situation um, because one they don't communicate with any of the like regular protocols these are bluetooth controlled siri and uh, google yeah. and alexa and all that kind yeah, of yeah i don't right? think well, that's really not and that's just not what they're for right right i'm sure someone could be smart enough to figure out how to make them work with those things but they communicate through bluetooth to an app called Citus Link, which I believe Aperture made. So it's like a, you know, a special app just for these bulbs or for any of Aperture's lights. And also the other thing I noticed is like their power on and off behavior is a little bit different than a normal bulb, which actually is kind of cool for on set, but makes them less useful for in your house. Wait. Oh, yeah, because I'm trying to think. So if, like, you have it in a real fixture with power and the actor turns it off, does the light just stay on? Because that might be weird. You'd have to, like, time it or something. Right. What's weird is that if you if you turn off all these bulbs and then I put them in this box, I flip on the switch, they all turn on when they get power. Like, that's their when – they, when they feel power, they decide, oh, we're supposed to turn on right now. Uh, but then when you turn off the power, they all go – well, I have a battery, so let me just switch to my battery. It's like they're intended to not lose power. So in a way, they'd be really fun to like put in a place, you know, if you were losing power a lot in your home, you could use these bulbs and they would, <laughs> I guess they would just stay charged all the time as long as they had a current. And then when your power went out, they would stay on. They, they flick off for a second when that happens, so like a split second, and then they, they're back on. But it means that you actually can't turn them off with a light switch or with cutting the power you actually have to turn them off through the app or they actually have a little power button on the side also they're 70 dollars a piece i doubt you want to put them in your home for normal lighting and because you don't have to plug them in then so you could use them like as accent lights or something right and like go just kind of set them places yeah exactly yeah <laughs> you could just put them on the floor <laughs> Uh, I mean, why not, right? Yeah, or I suppose you could even make a fixture that doesn't have any power to it. Like, I'm I'm thinking about how I might use these. These could be a really interesting backdrop maybe for the podcast. Maybe I put them behind me. Um, I assume I'd want them in an actual wired fixture so that they stay charged. That's kind of been my main concern. Like, right now, we want to shoot the podcast, and I had to remember... 20 minutes ago to plug this box in and make sure they're all fully charged. I think they probably were, but they do drain unless I like fully power them off. Like they're always kind of like available. Oh, you mean just while they're sitting in the box or whatever? Yeah, because I think they're always kind of in like a ready to go mode. Like, is the app going to command me to turn on? Do you know how long, what's the battery life on? Like if they're fully charged, like will they work for a whole day on set or do you think they have to I think to they last for hours. Get charged? Let me pull up the Citus Link okay. app right now and see what it says. It gives you a nice little status on each of these. So like right now I just clicked on it and it's, it's loading up my eight bulbs. It does take a second for it to connect with all of them. Um, and here they all are. I can switch them all off, switch them all on. These are all colors that Peter picked. By the way, he wanted. He pretty much <laughs> he must have enjoyed f- that full rainbow of colors. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it tells me that seven of them are plugged into AC power, and it tells me that the last one, which I don't think I have on full power right now, it tells me I, I can get four and a half hours out of it. 
Oh wow! But I think it's so, because I'm on yeah, a lower power. If you don't power. have it on the whole time, yeah, it, it would uh, it would last quite a while. Okay, I just went to cool. full brightness, and let's see. I assume it'll update. Oh, now it says one hour. Um, okay. But I don't even think it's fully and charged. And how bright is full brightness? Is it pretty bright? Actually, it looks pretty bright. I have it on, on kind of a cool light setting right now, and it looks really bright. I'm actually impressed that it looks so bright because I think these are only 570 lumens. So they're actually less than a Philips bulb. A Philips bulb is 800 lumens. Oh, interesting. This I would have thought they would be higher. I know. You would think so. But I guess, you know, they just they had to cram so much technology in here and maybe... Well, and the, it sounds like they're really not meant to be like a key light. It's right, you're not really going to light your source. Light. Yeah, they're an accent light, and and that's probably yeah. the the key here is that well, I shouldn't use that word, but uh, the as an accent light, you don't want it to be. You know, right now I'm way overexposed on this. I, I should uh, yeah knock my shutter down. Let's do that a little bit here. Um, yeah, actually, I'm still like even when I really lower my shutter, I'm still overexposed on this bulb. Um, but if this was in a in a lamp, so it's shade, plenty bright. Yeah. Get plenty bright for an accent. Yeah, I even have an ND filter on my lens right now, and I'm still way overexposed. So this is plenty for. Can you program any kind of like uh, you know like motion lights between between all the lights, like have them flicker or change colors or anything? Yes, the Sidus Link app can do like it can simulate fireworks or television, all those like standard uh, scenes that you expect to find in a. Like a brownout or blackout type of a yeah, I think I think movie. all that stuff is in there. Cool. I mean the the Sidus Link app. There are times when it's frustrating because it's it, it's not completely user friendly. Like just adding the bulbs was a little bit confusing, uh, or how to start that process. Like there's a few places where they can improve the user interface, but generally it seems like a really powerful app that you can do a lot of stuff with. And I have not investigated all of it. In fact, I'll probably never use. I, I do not see myself using like the television flicker feature. I'll, I'll probably just use these lights pretty normally. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. They're also pretty heavy. They're about three times heavier than a Philips Hue bulb. Although they, I guess they. That's just battery, I'm sure. Right? Yeah. Although now that I look at them, like they're real thick, but they're not actually. They're just a little bit taller. Uh, they're not gigantic. I guess. Well, yeah, you wouldn't want him to look weird in a fixture, so that's probably right. good. But I did. A, I haven't done a full flicker test, but I just quickly pulled out my iPhone and put it into slow mo mode, and did it right next to the Philips Hue. And sure enough, the Philips Hue was just flickering like crazy. Uh, the aperture light, I was getting a visible like, you know, those like rolling shutter lines. Yeah. So they're clearly not, you know perfectly flicker free uh but uh but they they look like they're probably pretty pretty good awesome yeah and that might be not as bad on your bigger cameras too right yeah i mean if you have a if you had a global shutter camera maybe there's no flicker on these bulbs i don't i don't know what refresh rate they got that they managed to get this to or how they solved the flicker issue but it's it looks like it's pretty good and i would think if it was in like a you know I only saw those those shutter lines when I was pointing the camera right at the bulb. When they're all mixed together, you might not see it, and maybe you wouldn't see it inside a shade. I don't know. I'll have to do some more testing with this. Sounds like a fun toy, though. Yeah. And you know what's funny is this box that they come in, I you're so used to like everything that you have electronics-wise charges through 
USB-C or it's all like, you know, like low amperage and low voltage. You could never get like electrocuted from charging your iPhone probably. But it's just funny to think that this box has like a fuse built in because it's like when you're plugging in the bulbs, it's just full 120 volts. Like it just, it seems silly. Of course, that's how they have to charge, but it's just funny that we're so used to like electronics being very safe. And uh, and this is like legit 120 volt AC. Yeah, I mean, actually, they they made it pretty safe. Like the the little like tension spot you you plug in, there is a little plastic thing in the bottom that's spring loaded. So if I did stick my finger in, I wouldn't be able to touch the hot uh, conductor. But if I pushed it all the way down, I would be touching. I, well, maybe I wouldn't quite touch it, but uh, yeah. So they put some safety in there. But it is just funny to think that like. Yes, this is a thing, a box that could electrocute me, which is why it has a fuse built in, which is not something that, that your <laughs> consumer electronics normally have that problem. And I just pulled it up on BH. Looks like this the set with the case is like eight hundred bucks. Does that sound right? Yeah. So I guess really you're paying well, you're paying I think it's seventy dollars a light, or maybe it's eighty dollars a light. Um, let's see. An individual bulb is seventy. Okay, seventy. So yeah, if you're paying 70 times eight bulbs, it's 560 for all of those. And then, uh, what'd we say? It's 800 for the whole kit. So actually the box is pretty expensive. 240 for the box. The box is pretty expensive. But I mean, it sounds like it's a nice box. You know, you really like the box. Yeah, I mean, you might spend $100 on a Pelican case (laughs) this size. Uh, And this one charges. Yeah. Well, that's a fun toy. Yeah, so I guess I'd love some ideas, maybe in the comments about uh, how I how I might use these as an accent in the background. Like, I need to figure out is you know I'd love to use all eight of them if I could. Like, what kind of lighting fixture could I put behind me that would hold eight bulbs in an interesting way? I I mean, an easy thing would just be to just buy pile one of those. them pile them on the floor and and right. make them go crazy. Yeah, I just have to plan my shoots to to maximize battery life. I guess if I do that. Or I could just buy one of those like string lights that you put in your yard, you know, like the the fixture. Uh, the, the... Oh yeah, and just hang them from that. Yeah, you could hang them. So many choices. But yeah, I can't see myself like putting them in my fixtures on the ceiling because they because of that weird behavior. Like I they I couldn't use them as a daily light. They really seem like all the features they have they really seem like they're optimized to be portable to take with you somewhere that you've never been but they don't seem really set right. up to use uh, Con- convert a space into a yeah. shoot yeah which is why it's good they come it sounds the like they do really, do that pretty well yeah so I, I i should probably do like a full review of these but I, I had them here and wanted to talk about them today also i i, I should just give you an update on the the renovation we're real close i think maybe next oh, yeah. time i record the podcast i'll be down in my new office because they were putting Woo-hoo. in outlets today putting in the light fixtures today and uh do you have a so are, are you do you have you bought a desk for down there or is it built in or what are you doing for a desk i mean right now i have this desk in front of me i'll, I'll take down with me um i may eventually replace it um the only thing i was thinking about was it's it's funny that I care so much about this. I really don't want to have to change the direction that I face the camera for this podcast. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. Because we've done it in the past. You know, the, there were there were there were many episodes where I had to be looking the other direction, and so right. maybe I would flip your shot. I hate flipping your shot though, because you have so many things in the background that have words on them, or sometimes you wear a hat or a shirt that has a uh, a, a logo, logo that or... yeah you know, that can't be reversed or a word. Sorry, no, it's okay. Um, but going to my new space, I think one way to set it up would be to have me face the other direction, but it just that poses so many issues because then I have to flip you or I have to flip me all the time and I don't want to do that. So I thought about it and realized it's always a little bit crowded here to bring my microphone in front of my computer and it's a little bit awkward to like move my mouse around. And so I thought what I should do is I should set up my desk normal with my iMac in the middle, but then when I record the podcast, I should just move... I'm going to want to show a different direction of the room anyway. So I should just move to the short end of my desk, like go 90 degrees. Okay, like the side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just perform the podcast on that end of my desk and get this like beautiful shot uh, that's that's pointed that way. With the deep background and everything. And yeah. rather than like trying to adjust my camera and my, my iMac, I ended up just buying a, got like, I feel like this thing was only like $30 or something, a big metal uh, laptop stand. They can raise my MacBook oh. up like, like there you go, a foot and a half. So that way, or I can you just... could buy one of these new iMacs that just got released that are like super thin and light. Right? Yeah, just get a second iMac. Spin it around super easy. I actually already have a second iMac. I have an older iMac, uh, but I don't really know how I want to use in my new space. But I don't think I want two Macs, two iMacs on my desk, especially if one's pointing ninety degrees the wrong way. That just <laughs> Yeah, no, I was just joking. Yeah, no, I mean, but I mean, that's that's how that's one definitely one way I could do it. But I figured, yeah, why don't I just leave my microphone at the end of the desk, leave my laptop over there, and that'll be a lot easier. Have you thought about? Oh well, you'd have to get a new iMac because I don't think you can convert them. But get you know, I've seen people with iMacs on a you know a monitor arm like this where you could move it around, uh, which would be kind of cool. Yeah. I just figured, like, I already have this situation where the camera is sitting right on top of my iMac, and so I can barely move the computer without, like, messing up the little tripod behind it. Uh, and so it would just be easier to kind of leave the camera roughly where it is, but just turn it and leave it facing yep. that way. I also do, like, a daily uh, Zoom meeting for work, and I use yeah. this camera and the setup, and it'd be nice just to to not have to, like, change it up all the time. I could just move my chair 90 degrees and do the meeting and then go back to work. I love it. Yeah. The only problem with that is then you can't, uh, well, I guess if you have your MacBook, I was going to say, you know, surf the web while you're in a boring meeting, but. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, think, the, I think the laptop will allow me to do all that, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> this is all a new cool. space. I have to figure out how it's all going to work for me, but uh, hopefully I'll have a, a much more interesting shot than like part of my bedroom, which is what's been happening for the last few months. After our quick sponsor break, we're going to talk about the new product launch that you may have heard about. And uh, I bet Nick is pretty excited to learn some, some details. 
Handy Filmmakers is brought to you by Squarespace. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your filmmaking business. I have so many things going on in my world right now. My new office, the new camera that was just released this week, all the new videos I'm making for work. And that's why I love having my Squarespace site. I have one repository for all the stories that I want to tell. It's a lot of information I'm trying to get out to the world and I can't do it all through social media. So I love having one site. You can go right to griffinhammond.com to get all the information that I want to put out to the world. So check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com griffin to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So there's a new camera, you say. Yeah, just give me the deets. Just, I need I need the sweet details. Just this week, uh, Panasonic announced their new Lumix GH5 Mark II, and they also announced the okay. GH6 coming out later this year. Uh, but I have a, uh, a Mark II right here. Ooh, all right. So lay it on me. What's different? What's best? What's exciting? Well, uh, the I, I I really can't tell you much, Nick, because uh, we're recording this. Right before the embargo releases, uh, the the camera has already come out. Who but, planned this? <laughs> but I, I mean, it's not fair. I have a I have a relationship with Panasonic. I want to uphold. I really can't tell you all the details, Nick. It's too early. <laughs> so you're just gonna tease me. You're gonna show me a sweet new camera. They did not send me a camera. I no. Just you know, hey, if somebody wants to send me one, I'll happily talk about it. But yeah, if you, all right, fine. So it, will, when will you tell me? Are you gonna you gonna make a little video? Are you gonna give me some some information here soon? Well, if you if you missed it on Tuesday this week, Panasonic had their their launch video. It had me in it talking about the camera with with some shots from a film that I shot with the camera. Uh, and my hope is we'll see what happens by the time I put this episode out. But my hope is to also have a video about the new GH5 Mark II. Uh, and I guess I just wanted to put it out here right now, even though I can't tell you anything uh, in this recording, Nick. Uh, I at least wanted to acknowledge that this came out, and uh, you know, if anyone has any questions about this new camera, we can talk about it. By the time you're watching this video, I can answer those questions. All right. So comments. maybe next podcast episode we'll we'll deep dive. Yeah. So put your questions, comments, concerns, anything you want to know about the new camera, and uh, and then maybe Griffin will deign to tell me a few nuggets of information <laughs> next time. Yeah. <laughs> It's not cool, but hey, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I, I, you're my good friend, but I can't break the trust of a uh, of a company that's that I've, I have a good relationship with. All right, that's <laughs> fine. I get it. I look forward to your detailed video. Yeah, and we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. Well, until then, my friend. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. Bye bye. Bye. Are we getting worse at wrapping up the podcast? It seems like we always have trouble. It's because I, I don't actually want to let you go. I just want to keep talking. I, so sweet. <laughs>